Give us a call if you want to be a part of this conversation. 086-000-2032. 086-000-2032. Joined by uh, Leonard Madubi, who is the principal of Fort, uh, Fort, Fort High School. I almost said Fort. <laughs> Fort High School in Soweto, Leonard Mudabi, as well as Nzamo Mbuli, who is a clinical and educational psychologist. Mr. Mudabi, I'm going to start with you. Good morning. Thank you so much for coming to the show. Really appreciate it. Morning, morning, Olivia, and all the listeners of ACFM. Mm, mm. Thank you. This is I, I, again. I want to say thank you because this is a really, really important conversation, and and I'm glad that you took time out of your day on a school day to have this important conversation with us. I'm really grateful and indebted to to that. Um, can you talk to us? Make us understand. What the role of a principal is in the leadership of a school? What 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 should we expect from principals, and what can't we expect them to do? Okay, um, certainly the principal of the school, his role should be to lead and manage the school, to make sure that learners perform to the best of their ability, to advise parents about all activities within the school to make educators understand their roles within the school fraternity in terms of nurturing our learners academically, socially, and otherwise. Mm. And, and, and in, in practice, what does that look like? Uh, I, I, my picture, of the, the idea I have of a principal is somebody that does a lot of paperwork and admin and, and, and tracks the performance of teachers and makes sure that, you know, that, the school, that the administration of the school is running well. At what point do you become also the leader outside of the admin work? Uh, I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't think that a principal is really involved in terms of a lot of admin and so on. Mm. Because remember, principals, the department has provided us with admin clerks that assist us. So we also delegate a lot of duties to our school management team. Because as a school, we have got deputy principal, we have got head of department. All of us are there to run the school and make sure that the school succeeds. But um, at the end of the day, the main picture here is to make sure that the child that is in the school succeeds, mm. uh, be it academically, or in sports, or in all other activities that we have within the school. We are building a holistic child within the school mm, framework. Mm. But we know that ultimately, the bigger picture is that at a high school, learners must succeed and pass the grade 12, and they must get quality results, not quality results. Mm, mm. So I then want to ask you the question that, that, that really is at the center of this conversation. What role do principals play in, in, in creating a performance of a culture of performance and how can they create a culture of performance? So in, in, in my institution, what we're doing, we are doing the basics right. Mm. We are not doing anything that um, me and you didn't uh, pass through when we first school. We are doing the basics right. Number one, we are making sure that there's punctuality for both educators and learners. It doesn't overwhelm for educators to say learners must be School must be school on time while they are also driving their cars with learners. Really. So we emphasize that punctuality must be the key for both educators and learners. We also, at all times, make sure that absenteeism is something that we hate. We make sure that our learners make sure that they come to school. 
um, if a learner is absent, we request parents to finish us with information why the learner is at school. Uh, if the learner is playing truant, as a principal, I also take it upon myself to go and pick those learners at home. We are also making sure that we understand uh, we profile our learners in terms of psychosocial issues. So that if learners have got challenges at home, as teachers, we make sure that we know where they're coming from, who are they staying with, and then how can it school? How can it school assist that learner? Because we know that our learners, some of them are, are, are childhood, are staying in a family where their parents are no longer there. Some of them, in a way, in my school, are staying with their grades at home. So you need, as a principal, to be involved even in terms of their family issues. That is why we've got assistance of, of other admin HODs to assist us. So we're doing the basics right. We make sure that we assess our learners uh, informally and formally. So all those things make sure that at least as a school, we, we get the results that we're getting for, for the past 11 years. So mm. And, you know, it's it's important that to get the basics right, because once you let go of that, everything else goes, right, goes out the window. Um, but what's interesting to me is that you, you say that you uh, assist with the family issues of learners and that you have t- uh, uh, educators involved in that. Talk to us about what that is. Um, for example, we, we as, as a school, we have a, a CDFT. Uh, in cases where learners do not have uh, food at home, we make sure that these learners are fed at school. We also make sure that when those food are left, we also provide those learners to the parents with, with food so that they can, because it doesn't help to feed the learner at school, but when it reaches home, there's no food. Mm. So we, we, we come in here in that case to say, those families where they are struggling, when all the nutrition is left, we ask those parents to come and collect those food. We also have, um, we have also uh, involved ourselves with a vet, uh, uh, psychologist, who in a case where uh, it's, it's about psychologic, uh, social issues, who involves those uh, 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 psychologists. They will take those learners through and also make sure that they go to their families and so on. Mm. Uh, as as I've said, we sometimes adopt these learners. They are those that we adopt uh, as teachers to say, I will adopt that learner and that learner, and we support those learners throughout the journey of their schooling. Mm. What we do at Forte Secondary School? Psychosocial support is really, really important. How did you get to partner with uh, psychologists and social workers, uh, particularly the ones you mentioned you work with psychologists from VITS? How did that come about? Is it something that happened through the district office, the provincial government office, or is this something that you and the school's leadership took on yourself? It was us at the leadership of the school that took it upon ourselves through the um, LO department that we link with VETS to come and assist. Therefore, they're always at school on every Wednesday to, to, to assist in terms of other, other issues. So we're able to focus on, on our academic um, uh, issues. Mm-hmm. Mzama, I want to bring you in here. How important is psychosocial support in, edu- in, in education and edu- educational performance? Maybe by explanation, let me, let me tell us, let me tell you what we do as well as psychologists who do work for the department. So yes, we work in the clinics, but we also have a program we call Adopt a School, which I think the previous speaker was speaking about, where psychologists um, would do a needs analysis with the principal or the teacher at school and see what the needs are. And I think sometimes we focus a lot on, on the teachers themselves not only teachers, on the learners, 
because of what they face through. But I think there's a gap because the teachers and principals also sometimes need support, as as the principal said earlier on, because you find teachers not just educating, but by, also by, by extension of the circumstance, being parents. And sometimes the teachers also need support. So, so psychosocial support, not only for the learner, but I think especially this year, more psychosocial support for, for the teachers and principals of the school is, is very important. Mm. So I, I'm assuming psychosocial support goes beyond just listening to somebody talk about what, 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 what's going on in their life and what's bothering them and what sort of interventions they need. Psychosocial support is also a, a, a journey of therapy, of therapeutic intervention, um, group support interventions. How do you bring about such a culture in a school, Mzama? So as, from, as psychologists, um, it depends on, on a different type of school. So like I said, the, the gap that I'm identifying in the schools that I've previously worked in, the learners do have the support. They have um, outside people coming in for social workers, psychologists, but you find that the teachers don't have the necessary support. But to answer your question, so group therapy, is it one effective way of, 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 of dealing with that? Because within the community, because the school is within the community, we look at prevention. So before a behavior escalates, before stress becomes depression, let's identify it. This learner um, behaving a certain way, before a behavior escalates, let's find out what's happening. So mm-hmm. And also psychoeducation about mental illness, for example, within the school. What does depression look like? So we're looking to prevent before before something becomes an issue. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mr. Mudabi, princip- uh, principals obviously are also <laughs> chief disciplinarians in schools, right? And 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 mm-hmm. of what 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 Mzamo was speaking about is quite interesting. That when you see a learner behave in a certain way or misbehaving in particular, that it it, it psychosocial intervention there is, is is incredibly useful. But what we see oftentimes and historically, what has been the case is that. Leonard behaves and, and they and they face the the wrath of the rod uh, through corporal punishment, <laughs> which is no longer legal. But <laughs> you know that 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 is the culture, and that's sort of what a lot of people are saying should happen. Um, yeah. Discipline in the school environment is incredibly important, especially when you have disruptive teenagers in a high school environment. Yeah. What 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 are your thoughts around how you handle it, how you deal with it, how you cultivate a, a culture of discipline, co- corporate cooperation? And deal with ill discipline. Yeah. Um, so uh, for 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 a school to succeed in that in that regard, you need to have a code of conduct that has been de- uh, developed and adopted by the parents. So uh, the focus must not only be on the learner. The focus should be parents must understand the code of conduct of the school. Then learners must also understand the code of conduct of the school, such that it becomes easier when learners become truant or if learners are misbehaving, there is indiscipline, you are able to enforce the, the code of conduct. Because you, as, as, you, as you rightly said, we corporal punishment, which many you, which maybe myself experienced it when we're still learners, is not mm. applicable. But the department has taken us through a lot of um, workshops for the past years in terms of how can we enforce discipline within the school. So what, what I do on, in, in my institution is to make sure that we involve parents. If a learner is behaving, we, we call the parents to come to a school 
And then thereafter, we, if there's no improvement, we can enforce it, uh, the code of conduct, which allows us as principal to even suspend learners. But as the police, we cannot expend these learners. But it's a deterrent of some sort. We can even sometimes uh, detain these learners. But you know, it's also a job at, 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 at a teacher to detain a learner because when you detain a learner, you must also remain in that learner. But then again, within a school situation, you build your own values. So if, even if a learner is new and he comes to a school and the reverse learning that side, they are forced to follow what other learners are doing. So we, we, we at, at Forte, we have developed a lot. We're not, I'm not saying we don't have challenges in terms of discipline, but in, to be honest, they are very much minimal. That is because of the culture and the values that we have uh, instilled within our learners as they start grade eight. Even those that we take, because sometimes we do take learners in, in, in between grades because of relocation. But they find that we instill and we preach in our assembly about the values that we want them to uphold within the school. Mzamo, mm, mm. uh, uh, discipline is an issue. Psychosocial support, as you said, is a, is, a, is a good intervention for discipline. But the behavior we see of children in schools is is not exclusive thereof, right? It's often an extension of behavior uh, that they exhibit in the communities and perhaps even in the home. And so the problem mm-hmm. may not be the school environment. It may also be the home environment. Uh, Principal Mudabi says they involve the parents. But if the parents are failing at disciplining the child even at home, how much more can the parental involvement do for ill discipline in the school environment? Given that mm. complexity, what is then the psychosocial solution there? Uh, at, at most often, maybe the parents are not even involved. Maybe we stay with the older brother or the older sister who's looking after us. So there, there is no discipline. Then a, a child or pupil going to a school environment has got issues at home. And then we are surprised as as as, as, as onlookers as why well, the child is, is acting out. Another thing, just to add to the complexity, especially in high schools, um, in 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 Elokshin, is pupils who shouldn't be in high school are in high school. Yeah. Maybe someone is a slow learner. Someone has been teased throughout primary school, and maybe primary school doesn't do their job in terms of. But this learner shouldn't be here. And that learner is now in high school, and the bullying continues, and that person mm-hmm. finally stands up to themselves, and now is bullying other children. So those are the complexities that that we are faced with. The the solution on our side is 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 supporting the schools by by running groups within the schools, not so much individual therapy per se, but by doing like I said earlier on a needs analysis on the specific school. What challenges do we have? at the school and then we'll take it from there in in addition to the bullying and the violence maybe that's happening at school we also have, have a big issue with, with with substance use within the schools yeah and gangsterism within, within the schools so the violence is not just bullying or discipline it is much larger than that and moving from the from the school context onto the street if because because school is a controlled environment if i'm in a gang and we want to sort each other out it continues Outside, mm. that we saw with the, with the recent learner, I think it's Khalekstal, with children who are involved in gangs because there's no support at, at home. They, I don't have support at home, so in order to protect myself, I'm going to join the local gang in order to have a sense of identity or a sense of security. Mm. Mm. 
Oh my goodness, yeah. Give us a call, 086-000-2032 if you'd like to be a part of this conversation and make a contribution. I'm also taking your WhatsApp voice notes on our WhatsApp line, 0614-104-107. But do send in those calls, 086-000-2032. And Musa, standing by, she has your headlines. SAFM 104 to 107 nationwide. Leading the conversation. Hashtag SAFM Talking Point. Oliver, good morning. What a brilliant principle you have been. What a brilliant principle you have. It's true, the discipline has to be enforced by parents. So the code of conduct of the school should be known more to the parents than the school. So that whenever the kids went home, they are enforced. They go to school, they are enforced. So the discipline now is an all-round. A child knows that he has to start doing homework, not being told by the teacher, but by the parent himself or herself, because the code of conduct and the discipline is all-round. The child doesn't have a space where she can say, I can slack here because I'm out of this environment. Out of school, the school is at home. Out of home, the home is at school. So that all-round system makes the child brilliant. Anonymous. Good morning, Oliver, and your guest. It's such an important topic and something that we all overlook um, pertaining to teachers. You know, during last year, I had an event for teachers on the 5th of October. And... When you start engaged and befriend teachers, you actually see the burden that they also carry, you know, so, and what was very strange for me, when I tried to, to contact the people that's supposed to, to support teachers um, through the Department of Education, I had no reply from no one. I, I mean, I tried to email whoever's in charge, you know, people don't, they don't come back, and for me, as a citizen, the message is that, well, they don't care about teachers. They just, on, they're on their own. You know, it's sure need Cape Town. Hi, Oliver. This is Bo from KZN. A beautiful program we're having about education. But my worry is that the people that are very key in uh, actually executing what you're talking about, they're actually at work right now. Thanks. Yeah, that's that's an important point there. That last point, uh, Principal Mudabi. I wanna I wanna then ask you about stakeholders, and 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 the role they play. Parents is is an important part. How cooperative do you find parents to be when you call upon them to intervene, whether it be in poor academic performance of the child because maybe their child is not disciplined at home in doing homework and studying, whether it be in their child's yeah. behavior, or also just general communal support for the school. How involved do you, do, do, do you experience parents to be when you make uh, those, those calls on them? Yeah, uh, Oliver, I think, um, and yesterday I had the very same encounter with one parent who, who came to school and then uh, while she was called to come and address her child's issue, instead of, of assisting the teacher in terms of disciplining the child and correcting the child, she ended up insulting one of my educators and it's in a corridor. So most teachers had that kind of fracas, which even led teachers starting to say that parents must come and apologize and so on. But ultimately as a principal, 
I did manage to resolve that issue because by that time I was in class. I'm, I'm also teaching principal guidance. Mm. So when I came back from class, I was told about this issue. The parent was still there. I called the parent as a principal, tried to cool her down. The teacher concerned. But ultimately, what I said was that as teachers, our duty, or as managers of the school, our duty is to teach learners and also to teach parents. We must be above um, whatever, because in reality, when I was sitting down with the parents, I realized the parents had a lot of challenges. Um, she ultimately apologized to say she'll never do that. Uh, she's sorry for everything that has happened. Mm. Apologize to the teacher. But then you, this on itself says, we are teaching learners who from the family, there are challenges. When they come to school, there's also some challenges that they experience. Challenges of bullying, challenges of other issues that they can experience within the school, substance abuse and so on. Some, most of the things that we experience at school are from the from home they, they're brought to school. So I wanted to make sure that we manage or we balance all these issues and make sure that a child is assisted. So in my school, I, I'm, I'm really appreciative of the support of the school governing body, which at all times they're there at school to support us. I'm also appreciative of majority because I just did one incident. That is just one, but majority of our parents at Fort Secondary School are supportive. If we call a general parent meeting, for an example, you some 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 political parties can eat out of their palms. They can wish if it was a if it was a rally, because then the school has got more than two thousand learners. So I'm able to attract more than one thousand five parents in a mm. general parent meeting. So we are having a good support of parents. That is why as a school we are teaching because you will never succeed as a school if you don't get a support from the parents. If you don't get a support from the SDB. So if you've got all those support, we have got no reason why we cannot uh, produce quality results. Because at all times when we invite them to come to meetings, when we invite them with their issues, they come and we resolve them. Because at the end of the day, we show them that the bigger picture here must be a child. Mm, we want mm. to make this child to be a future leader of tomorrow. We want to mold these children to be responsible in their future. Mm. So the support that we get from the district level, from parents, from school governing bodies, and also some uh, uh, NGOs, which I know they're called NPOs, because we're also being supported by Joe Public. They also come to school to, assert, to support us through uh, infrastructure issues and other issues that affect teaching and learning. So when you speak to your, your colleagues in other schools who are also principals, do they struggle to get parents to be as involved as as the case at your school? Yes. Most 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 principals will, will tell you that when they invite me when they invite parents for meeting, parents do not pitch up. And on itself it it shows that it's a failure from the part of the parents. So parents may not may cannot cannot expect schools to do miracles if they're not supporting their teachers, if they're not supporting the principal of the school. So that is a big challenge that parents, uh, some principals experience in terms of parents coming to school to support them. And 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 and, and you know, learners will, will know if some, some in any way some, some learners what they do, you say go and call a parent, so go and rent a parent. So as principals, if you and your parents are in good terms and they're supporting you, you will notice first to say, ah, uh-uh, you are not a parent here, yeah? because then you ask the parents a simple question. What is the name of this child? 
Mm. Then she, he get lost. You know that this is a rented parent. Then he, he head on with the parents to stop digging because you are, are becoming a rich to this parent, to this child. Mm. Mm. So those are the challenges that we, we experience. But as I indicated at Forte, really, I'm, I'm appreciative. I'm, in, in, in all our meetings, we're able to get above 85% attendance of our parents. Mm. And it really makes us to pick at the school. Mm. Mm. I remember when, when, when I was in primary school, my mom worked in a factory. And on most days, she used to get home half past seven, eight p.m. in the evening, uh, you know, because it takes that long to get home after, you know, finishing off at work. And as a result, she couldn't attend my parents' meetings, the parents' mm -hmm. meeting at my school uh, when they were called upon, not because she didn't want to, but because she couldn't leave work early and she couldn't stay out of work at all because, uh, you know, that, that, that would have meant loss of money. Um, those instances are, are prominent, especially if in schools where the children are, whose parents are a single parent households, or uh, mm. where 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 the parents are working far away, or their jobs are uh, demanding and taking into that sort of time, and and so involvement mm. can be deterred at that level. Uh, in mm. such instances, what what supports or or how do you get parents involved when 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 that's the circumstance? Yeah. Um, so, so, so usually we have our meetings on Sundays. On so Sundays. To avoid on Sundays. Like Sunday. Yes. Oh, okay. Sunday. Sorry, I didn't hear you clearly. So sorry. We, yes. We, we were avoiding. We were avoiding such issues because pe most parents are working far away from home. Mm. They come back late, tired, and so on. So we have our meetings on Sundays once per quarter, unless it is a great meeting. But we also make sure that on that Sunday, because we know that it, those are, it, it, it's a weekend. So parents must go to attend to their burial societies. They must go to church mm, and so mm. on. So we make sure that our meetings are running in a way that from seven, after 7 we're starting our meeting. By 10 o'clock, we are done with everything. So it at least makes parents to be able to can come and attend. But in a case where a parent is able to attend, we do accept apologies. So, I mean, that is, to be, that is to be responsible, that you know that you're supposed to be in a meeting, but you couldn't be there, so you send an apology. You can make an appointment to see the principal or to see the subject teacher or to see the class teacher at your convenient time. The only thing that we will avoid is to have parents coming to school during national teaching time. We will always remain. We are setting our, our school at 7 o'clock. We are there until after 4. So from 3 o'clock to 4 o'clock, parents can be able to make appointments with, with educators. Mm. So we are, we are, we are trying to, to say even every parent can have access to the school, can have access to the teacher. Mm. Give us a call, 86 if you'd like to be a part of this conversation. I'm taking a WhatsApp voice note on 0614-104-107. Mzamo, parental involvement is critically important, right? Uh, but a lot of parents aren't involved. Um, and and it may well be for their own set of issues. Um, you know, earlier on, Principal Mudabi said, with their psychosocial uh, uh, support, they support the family structure. So, for instance, one example is with the feeding schemes. They give food to the children at school, but realize that there may be no food at home, right? And 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 and, and they provide as far as they can nutrition to uh, the family structure at home as well. And that that can be uh, critically important. But a lot of our parents, are, are, when they are employed, 
they work in 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 jobs that for instance dis- disable them from being able to be active parents in a school environment or when they're not employed um, they deal with the with the struggles of unemployment and that may be itself a deterrent from participation in the school environment how in the education environment should we start having conversations uh, as parents as communities and with parents sure maybe let me bring another dynamic before I answer your question you do have some parents, for example, who, who will attend 100% of school meetings and they're very involved with, with the school, but maybe there's an issue of, of, of discipline and the parent is involved, but they support the child instead of maybe hearing the teacher. So that's something also to, to consider. Attending um, 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 a school meeting and, and attending a meeting where your child has an issue with academic, academic performance or behavior, that you can't make excuse for. Sending mm. a younger brother who's a teenager themselves, a child as 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 well, is 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 is, is, um, is questionable. But you have to ask yourself, why 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 would a parent do that? And you find most of the times that the parents, even themselves, have their own unresolved issues. They have their own unresolved traumas. So so. Being involved in my in my kids' um, school performance, as long as you pass and you go to the next grade, I'm I'm, I'm, I'm fine. So so those I think some of the complexities um, communities and specifically schools are are faced with, mm. because then you'd find then some teachers overextending themselves. For example, the child is performing well, but they don't have support, so teachers would extend and become the the, the vice parent, and and over and above that. Mm, mm, that's true. Give us a call, 086-000-2032. Mamza Nele in Etequini. Good morning. Good morning, uh, Oliver. <clears throat> thank, uh, thank, thanks for this platform. Uh, actually, even for bringing the clinical psychologist, uh, I might say, me personally, I feel sorry for the school principals, simply because they have to deal with the behavior of the, of the learners mm. and and the parents, also the educators, uh, threatening with the with the unions. Um, I might say how I look at it now, even though I didn't finish the school, uh, I only finished the primary level. But I'm not far away from school here where I stay. You know, all these activities that youth is the primary school that I'm talking about. All the activities that the, the, the children are reading, are, are reading now that you hear at, at, at home, the, 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 the children are reading. It seems as if all those activities have, have been neglected simply because they are just being minimized. As the school opened, already opened, I only had one children reading. Mm. So only the other things that I've noticed now, uh, what is happening at schools, it seems as if, as the principal spoke about uh, the NPOs and NTOs, it seems as if it, it, came, it, it became a very uh, important platform for those who have some NPOs and NTOs, simply because they go to schools and register all the children, those who are, who, who are poor at home. What the sad part is, is that, as I, as I said, I'm glad you brought this clinical psychologist. The sad part is 
when it comes to <coughs> uh, distributing all those uh, things they're supposed to be to be given to be the handover to the children, it simply it it, it, it becomes a favoritism because they give some other children, some they don't give. I'm talking from the experience here, Oliver, simply because when I lost job on 2020, I contacted the school and I told them this is the situation. Mm. So will you please, will you please uh, put my child on that list? Even even now, they haven't given get even one. But when it comes to go to the side, go for the side, sort of shoes, go for the size of the uniform, they, they, they call him to go to that to 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 fill that list. But when it comes to get those uh, those parcels, they don't call him. But the child will only find the other children here at the school. They are being called to come. So how damage? It, how it caused damage to the team, to the child's mind to mm. see the school being excluded? whilst they, they created the uniform so that the, the children will be unified at school, you won't see the poor child and, mm-hmm. the, and, the, and, the, and the rich child. And they created the nutrition so that those children who, who, who don't have something to eat at school, at home, they will eat. Now, if they will use these NPOs and, the, and the NGOs to, 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 to divide the children, they're taking, and some of the children, they are getting more than others simply because those things they, they were supposed to give yeah. these other children yeah. and now they give it to them mm. so yeah. i, I think i think all that they should just have to fix it yeah mom and we're gonna have to leave it there thank you so much for your call and, and and sharing your experience with us it's really 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 uh useful and beneficial before i go on to the the the, the other callers uh mutofela and ibrahim i'm going to come to you shortly mzama i want to ask you this Parental involvement is more than just rocking up at a school meeting, right? It is taking a keen interest in your child's academics, for instance. A parent's going through a child's books to see how they're doing, what the parental, what the teacher's comments are in the book, whether the book is neat, or even just sitting down and reading to a child if, if, if it's at a primary school level or, 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 or that sort of thing, right? That, that I intuitively think that plays an important role. But can you expand to us on what the psychological effect that has on a child and, and, and their own academic outlook and performance? Absolutely. I'm 100% agree. But as, as you pointed out in your own personal experience, um, some children have, have parents who come home late, maybe 7 o'clock, and the parents, the only engagement will have you done your homework and they'll just check. They don't have that, that maybe quality time as other parents would have in, 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 in doing the homework with their child. Especially in your formative years, you know, from 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 grade one to to, to grade five, it's extremely important. Some some parents don't have that luxury, and some parents um, who have the same problem and who can afford it, they would they would modulate, maybe send their child to to aftercare classes or a tutor if they can't do it themselves. But it, it's critically important, especially in those of formative years, of um, of primary school. Mm-hmm. Give us a call zero eight six triple zero three zero two zero three two. My apologies zero eight six triple zero two zero three two. Mutufela in Valcom. Good morning. Uh, good morning, Oliver. Some of the things have been covered, but uh, I just want to highlight two things: uh, the resourcefulness of the principal as a manager, 
and all the other managers around him, which should brush off with uh, the, 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 you know, the, the empowerment of teachers is very critical. Uh, so that... Mutufela? Oh, seems like we lost him. Oh, there we go. There we go. Your line just cut out there for a second. Do you mind repeating that? Yeah, I'm saying the the, the knowledgeability as as managers of principals and 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 other leaders in the school, including teachers, by the way, should mm. be absolutely up to scratch. And I I don't see any. There used to be training for teachers around about middle of 2000. Oh, Mutufela, your line is very, very choppy there. But I, I think I grasped the gist of your point. Uh, my apologies about that line over there. Uh, Principal Mudabi, the, the, the constant upskilling and training of teachers is an important issue at being able to keep up with the ever-changing uh, context of the curriculum, changes in the curriculum itself, but also just changes in how uh, learners, uh, you know, process information and and and, and concepts. Uh, what what do you do in the school environment as a leader and as a principal to be able to make sure that teachers don't fall behind in that aspect? Yeah, thank uh, So as a principal, one of my duties is to motivate my staff to to improve on their professional development. Uh, that they can do through different uh, institutions of higher learning. Uh, so, Department of Education in Gauteng, yearly they give us bursaries to allow teachers to can upskill themselves in terms of um, their qualification. But again, there is professional development that you need within the district where educators on a monthly basis are taken to different places where they talk about the subject now in terms of uh, school deliverance of a particular subject. Mm. So, we encourage our educators to attend. We are no longer in that era where when there was a workshop, teachers wouldn't feel comfortable to attend and so on. And that is because I think the department is appointing right people who can deliver the right content to the teachers. So teachers are covered in terms of that. We we, we also, uh, when we've got posts, appoint these young teachers, who are from university. They come with new skills. As principal, we must develop six skills not to be afraid to appoint young teachers. Mm, and when they mm. bring fresh ideas, you, you as a principal, don't still pretend and think, oh, they are to take my job and so on. They are giving you ideas. You must embrace those ideas, run with those ideas, and appreciate them because then they make the school to grow. Mm. How how important is the SGB in the management and, and the governance of a school? As Because that's one platform through which parents also engage with the management and the leadership of the school. How important is that structure and your your engagement with that structure? The, 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 the link between the SGB and the school is of fundamental importance. There must be a harmonious relationship between the two um, um, bodies. Because we are at a school doing curriculum delivery on day to day. The school management assists us in terms of governance. That is about building and infrastructure, infrastructure wise. That is about finances of the school. Uh, that, that is relationship that must be uh, the parent involvement. So you need to have a very sound relationship with the school governing body. Mm. The school governing body and the school, they must be transparent between the two institutions, between the two. 
bodies. And we must, we must engage and be robust. But then the main focus is this, for, for, for SDB must be to make sure that the school succeeds. Uh, remember in the SDB current jobs are paid and so on. So you must always, at the beginning, when you start with the SDB, indicate to them that you are joining this school. There are no school by the way. So then when you are joining this school, you don't expect to get paid. Because then you find challenges where some parents come to school thinking that there's money and so on. And there's nothing that they can get out of that. And ultimately, if there can be a, 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 a fight or any differences between principals and SDB, then that link get broken. You're going to have challenges within the school in terms of management. Mm, mm. So that, that relationship between principal and SDB should really be, be found. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much for that. Ibrahim in Bloemfontein, good morning. Uh, morning, Oliver. Mm. Ibrahim, go ahead, sir. Very yes, qu- yeah, very briefly. Yeah, yes, yeah. yeah. The point that I wanted to address is uh, we have already present covered it. Okay, uh, yeah. Yeah, no, it, it sounds like the principal wants to criticize the parents for their inability to attend. Without taking into account the objective conditions confronting them, as you already mentioned, mm. the parents of migrant labor. Oh, your line as well, Ibrahim. But I, 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 I think you, you're right that it's been covered. We did speak about the complexities of the lived realities and conditions of parents as well. I just want to play a few voice notes before you wrap. Yeah, good morning, SAFM, Tulani Njovu, Savannah Park, KZN. Yeah, we are suffering because uh, there's no parenting that's going on now. Parents are drunk all the time. They only know how to party, party, party. They only know how to drink and drink. Children are raising themselves. That's why they become so rude now. There's no sense of parenting in South Africa now. Thank you. Morning, Oliver. I think the big problem in schools today is that children are, we need to understand that children are children, but children are allowed to be, to act like adults with no consequences. You know, if a child does something wrong, the parent needs to be called in. And if the parent doesn't come, then the child should actually get suspended until the parent does come. And if the parent has to keep coming and keep coming and keep coming, then taking time off work, then the parent will suddenly realize that they need to actually do something at home and not leave it up to the teacher to do everything with their children. Because ultimately, it is the parent's responsibility. They had them. They must provide for them. They need to educate them in the ways of the world. Yeah. That brings us to the end of the conversation. Uh, I just I just really want to thank you so much, uh, Principal Leonard Mudabi, for your time this morning. Mzamo Mbuli, thank you so much for your time this morning as well. Really, really do appreciate it. This was an incredibly important and insightful conversation.